Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi everybody, it's Karun Chando um, coming to you from India after the Malaysian Grand Prix. So, uh, typically hot and sweaty weekend in Malaysia um, with a bit of rain, but not as much as we have seen on on previous occasions. But all in all, uh, it's a real shame to lose out on the Malaysian Grand Prix. I think going forward, it's a Fantastic racetrack. It's actually the first F1 track that I ever drove at um, way back in 2001 when it was just a couple of years old. And really, at that time, it was such a um, you know path-breaking venue, really, in terms of a modern Grand Prix circuit. And it's a great track to drive on. The drivers love driving it. You know, I've got great memories of racing there, and it's a, it will be a real, real shame to lose it from the calendar. But such is life, and. Uh, you know, Formula One will will uh, keep going without it. But the race itself, I thought, was uh, really a great send-off to, to the Grand Prix. If you, um, you know, would have put... If you had said on Sunday morning that you were going to bet on Max Verstappen overtaking Lewis Hamilton on track and beating him by, I'm looking at the result, 12, 12.7 seconds in a straight fight, you know, there's no way you would have believed that. But, you know, as the race unfolded, okay, you know, when when Max passed Lewis early on, you know, we heard Lewis on the radio talking about D-rates and we thought, yeah, you know, he'll come back at him. But then the gap went very quickly to two seconds and Max broke the DRS zone and from there it just went up and up and up and got to six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and you're like, wow, this is really going to happen. And they were completely in control of the race. He was managing his pace, he was managing his tyres, he was in complete control of the, the entire Grand Prix. And it, um, it, it was a really impressive performance. And I, I think, I might be wrong, and, and please comment uh, if you think so, but I think it's the first time that Red Bull have won a race in a straight fight without other people's misfortune, without you know, uh, weird weather patterns without uh, their main rivals having any form of reliability or incidents like Barcelona last year. You know, I think this is the first time in the hybrid era since 2014 that they've won a race in a straight fight. And that's a massive, massive pat on the back to Adrian Newey, Rob Marshall, Paul Monaghan, and all the people involved in Milton Keynes on the chassis side, but also from the, the very Renault side, because you know, they've had a lot of reliability issues um, across the season. And uh, Max in particular, you look at races like Baku in Canada, um, Spa, you know, so many, those are the first three that come to mind, but so many races where he's been strong, he's been competitive, and, and reliability issues have cost him. So I was really, really pleased. And um, it was nice. I, I interviewed Jos Verstappen after the race, and I was actually... Um, I managed to get outside the Red Bull pits 
just when Max crossed the finish line. And, you know, Jos is a hard man. He's, um, he, he's a tough nut to crack. But, um, you know, even he was shedding a few tears. So, and the Dutch TV guys were standing next to me and they went absolutely crazy. And uh, I think if you look online, uh, on somebody sent me some tweets of the um, uh, various people around Holland celebrating. And it's huge news. And I think, you know, Max is a genuine star of the future. And I think what was really impressive was the fact that he sat there in the lead and looked 100% comfortable. He is so, at 20 years old, he, he turned 20 on Saturday, he's so comfortable in that position of, hey, I'm here leading the Grand Prix, I belong. He, he's not uh, daunted by that at all. He, he acts like he belongs there. And he does, you know, absolutely extraordinary performance. And he, I, I believe that this year, you can hear the horn, I'm definitely in India. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I believe that this year, Max has been the stronger of the two Red Bull drivers, but, you know, for various reasons, reliability, bad luck, incidents, things like that, the, the points tally don't, doesn't reflect that. And I was so glad to see him win one on merit. Um, let's talk about Ferrari, because this was the weekend that it all went away from them completely. You know, I think Singapore, they massively hurt the World Championship chances. Lewis starting fifth, Seb on the front row. We've talked about it before how I thought he was too defensive, didn't need to be that defensive, and effectively the accident happened and he gave away 25 points. Here in Sepang, you know, it was a weekend where on Thursday we would have said that Mercedes are still going to be the favourites, but close with Ferrari and Red Bull. We would never have thought that actually Ferrari would have ended up with the fastest car this weekend. And really, there was a real chance for Ferrari to get, you know, first with maybe first and second, because Kimi was on top form, don't forget. Um, maybe Max third and, and Lewis fourth. There was a great chance for Sebastian to pull back 5, 10, 15, 12, you know, something like that points on the, in the championship battle. And they let it slip. You know, reliability issues have really, really been a, a big issue for Ferrari this season. And uh, not just with Sebastian, which is obviously the most disappointing one, but at least he recovered and got fourth. The fact that he, I'm looking at the results again, the fact that he got to um, within sort of half a minute of Lewis at the end shows what could have been. I think he, he would have been right in that, that fight. Um, and, you know, Kimi qualified within half a tenth of pole position and didn't even make the start. And, you know, that's a massive, massive disappointment for them. And I think really, if they've got to think about when the World Championship was lost, I think these two weekends in Singapore, Malaysia will be, um, will be where they'll, they'll think about it. And I think uh, uh, there's no getting away from that fact that reliability has massively cost them. Um, for Mercedes, this was an interesting weekend. And I think, you know, we talk, I talk to people up and down the paddock and you talk to different engineers and, and the people from Pirelli and nobody's able to get a clear answer as to why Mercedes 
were not competitive and certainly they seem less consistent you know there's more ups and downs than we've seen in the past they definitely were less consistent this season than they've been in the the last few and when they're weak there doesn't seem to be a real clear reason as to why um one theory which i i uh, the theory that i i should say the theory that i most believe is that on a green track for whatever reason the mercedes isn't able to get the tires in the right window we know the pirellis are very sensitive to temperature they're very sensitive to track conditions to the amount of rubber on track um and the asphalt now the the asphalt in sepang was brand new last year and a year on that 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 bitumen that holds it all together i believe was breaking up on the line and and the actual grip was significantly lower than it was 12 months ago and there's a theory that the lower grip surface is uh, you know is is something that hurts mercedes we saw it on a friday in baku for example or a friday saturday in budapest where suddenly when the track rubbers up on a sunday the car comes alive um we've seen it even sochi actually you know until the sunday where the track was fully rubbered up um it didn't look as good as the ferrari so there is a school of thought that on lower grip surfaces in the dry they're not able to get a consistent tire temperature balance um and that may be something that's hampering their performance and I'm not sure that's an easy thing to fix either because if they had a clear answer and an understanding of how to address that they would have done it by now there are some extremely clever people on that Mercedes pit wall so you'd imagine they've addressed it um, they would have addressed it by now so I'm interested to see to see what happens in Suzuka because in terms of layout it's pretty similar to to Sepang need lots of you know medium high speed corners change the direction couple of braking zones so maybe a few less slower corners than we have at Sepang uh, and braking zones but still you know fast flowing sections um but the asphalt is a really grippy surface you got a lot of positive camber on the road uh, and the surface has a lot of grip so um i think if mercedes can bounce back that would lend more credibility to the to the theory that i just mentioned that i that i'd heard over the weekend so We'll see what happens in Suzuka. Anyway, I've got a couple of days in Madras. I've still got my parents have managed to keep the posters up. You can see behind me from uh, one is from 1990 and one is from 1997, uh, where Goodyear celebrated 250 and 350 Grand Prix victories. So um, that's a bit of memorabilia. Anyway, uh, see you all in a week's time.